been a star of their season tonight. He showed the world what he could do. My God, a question. An extra gear for the freshman. Touchdown. And the freshman is off. Foot race. <laughs> They're looking at shoe bottoms and nothing else. Into the end zone. Touchdown. The freshman just ran it back to Philadelphia. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Future Freshman Podcast. Welcome to episode 25. Today we have a very special guest. Of course, we bring on Mr. Luke Probosco, who's here to help with our interviewing process. Luke, welcome back to the Future Freshman Podcast, sir. Happy to be back. Yeah, man, we're glad to have you. And of course, we bring on a special guest that we get to interview today. This is Mr. Caleb Hampton. He's also known as Champ, and he's heading to Stanford University. Caleb, welcome to the Future Freshman Podcast, buddy. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm glad to have you, man. So, you know, we just wanted to deep dive a little bit. We, you know, saw that you are uh, heading to Stanford and that you're going for both uh, baseball and for football, which we thought was really cool as well, man. Uh, so we got a couple of questions just to break the ice a little bit as well. Um, so there was one time in middle school that you went for nine touchdowns in the game on that. Can you tell me about that game and what was your thought process <laughs> just going ham at a middle school level, man? How was that? Oh, yeah. Well, that that's the game I always remember. Um, middle school, that team we had, we, that's the team I brought to the state championship. We, we have a good bond, you know, linemen, like three three of the linemen that were in middle school were starting linemen in the uh, state championship. But that game was just uh, a very intense game. We were playing Lake Forest. Um, first time I played them, and they had this big, bigger running back. He was more like a run you over running back and he was also he scored probably like six but it was just a back and forth game he would score I would score he would score I would score and um they just kept feeding me the ball that game because I would just make something happen um my coach believed in me and the team and it was we played both sides of the ball because in middle school like all athletes were just just on the field the whole time so it, it was very tiring that game it was more like just gas the whole time but Whenever they gave me the ball, I just tried to make something happen and um, win that game. And that's just – I ended up scoring nine touchdowns. I wasn't thinking about the amount I had. Um, They told me after the game how many touchdowns I had, and I was like, whoa. And then um, my uh, coach, like, told the team to clap it up for me. And I just – that was just a very, like, memorable time. Um, And I can say that I've scored nine touchdowns in one game before. So um, the score was 63-59. to That's the fun moment. No, like, did you just stop counting after like three, or was it just like you just it was surreal? Like you just found yourself in the end zone. Like, well, here we get points, right? Yeah, pretty pretty much. Yeah, I found found myself in the end zone. But That's you can also find that um, the nine touchdowns in my YouTube channel. Um, just look okay. up Caleb, Caleb Hampton sixth grade highlights, and it will pop up. And it's in the middle of the video, but but yeah. yeah. I probably should have uh, found that so we could make like a whole highlights loop while we were talking to Caleb. That's been pretty cool, man. We probably might think about that in the future on there as well, man. So we got a little bit of stats. We just want to make sure it's right. So senior season, 1899. So 1,899 yards and 27 rushing touchdowns. So, man, you definitely uh, were busy there, man. One 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 yard away from the 1,900, man. So, I know. So much. I one know. more. But uh, junior season, you did really good too, man. You had 1,513 yards and 18 touchdowns, and that's just in 10 games. 
Um, and then it says, like, in 2021, you had your playoff win over Innsworth, which I believe is one of your tougher opponents when you carried the ball 44 times for 252 yards. And you scored all three of the uh, the Red Raider touchdowns, man. Do you remember that game pretty pretty significantly in 2021? Yes, that was a, you know, beat down game. That was probably – I have I still have a scar from that game, actually, on my knee. Oh. Um, it was just brutal game. You're just pound, 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 because I had 44 uh, carries, so – I was just trying to help my team win, um, win that game for the playoffs. And um, that was just very memorable. The prep before that game, the team, we were just trying to win that game so we could make it to the next next stage. And, you know, I just did whatever I could to help get my team to win. How does the body feel after a workload like 44 carries? Um, it's pretty, um, you know, I would say my – my body is, was aching a lot, I would say. It was really achy, and, you know, you don't feel all the scratches and stuff until that shower that night. You take the shower after the game, and you're like, oh, there's that scratch, there's that scratch. You know, you got so much adrenaline going on while you're playing, so really didn't see that. I did, the scar that I have, I did see that. It was a the face mat, like, I got tackled, and the face mat hit my knee really deep, and it was bleeding. That take me out. I remember that, but, um, you know, just – very achy and start cramping at towards the end, like on the way back home on the bus. But, but that's pretty much almost every game. But that game, it was it was a lot, a lot more to it. So, so Caleb, you recently just won an award. We actually were talking to you before that one. Can you tell them about the award and you know how you uh, how you achieved it, man? Yes, that award was the Male Athlete of the Year Award of Best of Preps. Um, it's about sixty six high schools, mostly in Tennessee, some in Georgia. Um, that war that award was based off of my stats and academics as well for both football and baseball. Um, I had 1899 yards, 27 touchdowns and six home runs with, um, with nine stolen bases. Um, my baseball season was a little shorter than expected because I um, strained my hamstring towards the beginning. So I had to catch up, but um, I still had a good season. I had a batting average of 355 um, and my team made it to regionals. We were number one going into the playoffs, and we lost in the first round. That team ended up winning state, but um, that that award was just for all overall athlete, and I was just very blessed to receive that. Um, I got a call from the Times Free Press, Stephen Hargis, and he was like, "You won this award," and I was just very blessed to receive that. You know, just a lot of hard work paid off. Yeah, we were stoked that you got it, man. Like uh, you said, you had to go, you know, pick it up, and you, you secured that that uh, that accolade, man. So that's definitely awesome, man. So I want to talk to you about baseball for a little bit. I know we're a football centric podcast, but um, you have a lot of correlation to one of my favorite all times. Of course, I'm a Denver fan, and there's also a guy that went to Stanford by the name of John Elway that played both sports there at Stanford mm-hmm. as well. So, um, you know, we've always been curious, like. What do you find a lot of the correlation between both sports? Like, do you think that it helps you with the hand-eye coordination of baseball, that it would be really good, you know, as a running back or seeing the field differently and vice versa? Does football help you a lot with baseball? How how does that tie in for you a lot of times? Oh, yeah. Baseball helps with football in a lot of ways. Um, You know, got to be more flexible in baseball with your hips and, um, you know, also hand-eye coordination. You know, you got to catch in the backfield for running backs and, that's what a lot of running backs have as weaknesses is the um, catching ability. And I feel like baseball has really helped me with that, you know, being an outfielder and um, just for base football for baseball, you know, being a lot stronger than other baseball players 
and um, having that power and speed at the same time. You don't see a lot of power hitters that have the same speed. So that's what I got recruited on um, when I was recruited for baseball was how I had power but speed at the same time. I was able to have five tools um, that can run fast, catch the ball, hit the ball, you know, all those all those, um, those things. So they both benefit me in both ways, and I'm just glad to continue that at the next level. So that kind of ties into the, uh, to my next question. Um, you know, you had several good offers, man, South Carolina, Virginia Tech, but you chose Stanford. Was it because of baseball initially or was it, did you see, you know, did it just feel like family? What was it about Stanford that stuck out for you over during the recruiting process, man? I would say Coach Agnew, the running backs coach. Um, I was recruited by Stanford actually um, during while I was committed to South Carolina, they stopped by my school and I talked to the old Stanford coach and I was mentioned wanting to play both sports and they, he seemed like he didn't like want me for that. So I kind of shut that down. But Coach Agnew, when he hit my line, I, he hit he hit my line um, during Christmas break and was like, hey, we got a spot for you. Well, he, he was talking to me for a little bit, just texting me and stuff. But um, how how passionate he was for me to join him and his crew um at the next level with him having a new job there at Stanford um I really like that about him he felt like you know another father figure to me and was um just congratulating me on all my baseball stuff and you know what I'm doing and on the field and all that stuff so when I saw that in him I was like well I'll be I'll be glad to have him as a um adult figure in my life when I go up to Stanford so yeah it's good to have you know just a good mentor a good solid figure you know, especially when you're moving away from home to have, you know, almost like a, a separate, you know, father figure that you kind of do that as well. Um, so Stanford, I mean, they're notorious for having some very successful backs that's come out of there as well. Um, did some of the prestige or just the opportunity to maybe be closer on the West Coast? Was that another uh, you know, deciding oh. factor to be kind of away from South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia and kind of see what the West Coast had to offer with that? Did that factor in? Yes. Um, you know, Stanford's very prestigious school. That was that was another factor. And also doing this for my family as well. You know, I haven't had any family members, you know, go to an Ivy League school like this. So me wanting to, me being the oldest child as well, um, setting an example for my little brothers is a big thing of that, too. So, I mean, and also the baseball. Baseball is a really good program. Um, when I went and visited, I spent time with the team. They had a little inner squad game going on. All of them were you know, friendly and nice to me telling me what, who's this and that and all that stuff. So, you know, a lot of good fell into my um, commitment to Stanford. So I got a question for you. Um, what do you feel as a running back is your biggest strength? I would say my biggest strength would probably be breaking tackles and um, reading. I, I study my linemen. I study my O-linemen and I study the defense linemen that I would be facing. So that was a big thing with me. I would um, look over some film and go over with my offensive line and be like, hey, here's what we need to look for. I'll look for this guy after I, you know, pass this gap and all that stuff. And I think that's what I bring to my game is, um, you know, studying the film of the opponent and learning from my offensive lineman as well. But probably breaking cha- breaking tackles and just being physical. So moving into uh, Stanford. So you're coming up from the high school level. We're moving up to, you know, to the college level. What's something that you want to improve or something that you're looking forward to moving into Stanford as a, you know, as a freshman, you know, where we talk about freshmen on this podcast and how they can make the jump, you know, to the next level. What's something that you're looking forward to or something you want to improve, you know, heading into college, man? I would just say adjusting to the college level. You know, there's a whole different type of um, speed, you know, physicality. And that's what I'm looking forward to. I got to look around my peers and learn from 
the older players um, and learn from them and listen to their advice. And that's that's what my biggest improvement will probably be is just learning from them because they've been in the game and they know what you know what to look for. So. So was there um, any particular like football guys, whether it's guys from Stanford or just in your past or, you know, people that you watch in the NFL that you like looked up to or one that you kind of modeled or maybe tailored a little bit of your game after you got a little bit of so-and-so and then so-and-so in your game a little bit? No, I just, I, I wouldn't say I have something in, um, you know, another player, but I did always um, look into Christian McCaffrey, you know, the running back there. He was big time at Stanford. Yeah. And um, I, I look up to him as well. So, you know, he's in the NFL. So I just want to set another example there at Stanford and show what us running backs can do there. Is there a particular – so I, I like – I played college baseball. I've got certain rituals that I do. you got to do the same thing over and over. I'm very superstitious. Is there a certain song or an artist that you listen to before every game or whatever? You have to eat this on game day or you have to, you know – do something to prepare that you have to do the same way. Um, yes, I do. I have I pray before every game. Um, usually, I let the prayer as a team with the team. They looked up to me and had me pray before them um, before the game, and also listen to "Lowdown" by Little Baby on the way to to the game. Um, we had a hitting facility, and the drive to the uh, field would I'll listen to that, and I have like some freshmen in the back that I always took down there to the field. So that that's probably the only ritual, and I also have my left pocket out of my pants and a sliding mitt in my right. But that's the only superstition I have. I always find those to be a really interesting. Everyone's got their own routine and stuff like that. <laughs> that's what we always ask just because everyone's different. And it's just really cool to see everyone's different takes on like their ritual and, and what they're into, what music they kind of bump and stuff like that, man. But yeah. so um, do you have any idea like what you want to major in when you're in Stanford? I mean, it's prestigious. It's known for, you know, it's Ivy League type situation. Mm-hmm. Like there are a lot, there's a lot you can learn there, man. What's, what's something that you're wanting to major in or wanting to look into? I'm looking into engineering management science. I've had some, um, baseball players tell me that's like their business side of things. I want to, you know, own my own business and help with the community community here back in Chattanooga when I get a degree at Stanford. So that's what, that's what I look in. That's what I'm looking into as of right now. That is awesome. That sounds way above my head. I don't know, <laughs> but um, I have a being in Chattanooga and playing football and baseball, you know, you're one of the top baseball players. Is there, in your time playing sports, who's like the best athlete you've ever played against? Football or baseball? Well, oh, there's been there's been many. There's been many. For base I'll I'll start with baseball. Baseball, I played Elijah Green. He got drafted to the um I wanna say Angels. He got drafted to the Angels. He played for IMG. Tommy White is actually playing right now with LSU. He played it with he played at IMG with Elijah Green. Um, there, I'm sure there's some other players on that team that I that are really good athletes. Um, for football, um, there's been many quarterbacks that have been like four stars, five stars that I played against. You know, um, Boo Carter. I played against him. You know, Tennessee commit. I grew up with him. Played played football with him at Harrison um Amari Jefferson I played with him you know he's a he's a, a big recruit and he's also a dual sport athlete as well but um base I um, mean for football it's just been I don't think about that way too much there's so many players out there that are like 
top top prospects and are getting recruited by colleges. But I played with Bryson Sanders. He got he's going he's at Ole Miss right now. He was my office lineman. Um, he was a really good um, offensive lineman. But other than that, not that I'm not that I know of anymore. All right. What are some hobbies? We like to get to know the person. What are some hobbies outside of sports that you have? Okay, I spend time with family and friends. Um, I like going roller skating. That's a big thing. I roller skate. Me and my brother go to the Hamilton Skate Place here in Chattanooga. We roller skate. Um, just uh, working out, hitting, and um, you know, r- doing routes and all that stuff with football and baseball. But probably just roller roller skating is a big thing. I'll say my hobby that not many people know about. Another thing that not a lot of people probably know about. You said weightlifting. Are you a weightlifting champion at one point in your in your time? Yes, I was. Um, trying to think how old I was. It was probably I wouldn't say tw- I was twelve years old. Twelve, sixth grade. My uh, strength you coach at Baylor. You won a weightlifting championship. Holy cow! Yeah, uh, my strength coach Bryce was like, "Hey, you want to go to this uh, weightlifting uh, tournament thing or whatever?" And I said, "Yeah," and I ended up winning. So that that was a big thing as well. I I was doing the, like snatches and uh, cleans and all that stuff. I don't remember the weights, but oh, I did uh, power clean one eighty five in sixth grade. I don't know. If that was that's a big nuts. thing, but yeah, that's being an athlete. You just show up yeah. and perform. Just like I'm just gonna, yeah. if I win this, like all right, here's your trophy. Good job. That was a great job. I have to ask about the roller skates, man. Do you do the inline? Do you do the four? Like what? What's oh, I do. I do the four, skate? and I'm able to skate backwards and okay, you know, do some do some dances with the skates and stuff. Yeah, but, I was gonna ask you guys have like a routine or like a certain song where everyone like gets in the line and does their yes, thing, does the yes, passing or whatever. Yes. That's dope, man. Yeah. I haven't seen that. They took our skating wing a long time ago, so I hadn't been able to do that. So I'm jealous right now, man. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. pretty <laughs> so yeah. speaking of, is there any other special talent you want to share with the world that you that you know that maybe some people don't know about you other than being a beast and lifting weights and roller skating stuff like that? Do you have another special talent that you like? Not that I know. I'm just very very competitive in, in everything. Um bowling, I think I'm pretty good at. Okay. Uh, Monopoly. <laughs> I haven't lost a Monopoly yep. game at all. So. You haven't? Okay. No. Man. Um, I play spades. I play spades. I play spades. I play poker. Um, that's just family games that I do, but um, nothing other than that. I got you, man. Oh, well, we definitely appreciate getting to know you, man. I, I thought that was that was pretty awesome, man. Uh, it's good to uh, get to talk to you right before you leave. I know you're heading to the university there tomorrow, so we want to wish you the best of luck. And maybe we'll get to talk to you in your sophomore season. Maybe catch up and see, you know, how we did in freshman year and kind of reminisce a little bit basically maybe we'll do that so that sounds really good but uh we want to thank you for hopping on and talking to us man we appreciate you yes sir thank you so much thank you Caleb. yeah we appreciate you brother you have a good night man all right you too later man all right guys i hope you enjoyed that interview shout out to mr luke probosco you can find him at probosco luke over on twitter for help supplying that interview and uh that fun conversation that we have with mr caleb hampton of course go check him out uh, over on twitter and give him a follow and send him some encouraging words as he starts his uh, his summer practices, getting ready for the season there at Stanford. But we really enjoyed having him and getting to know Caleb. That was really awesome. So thanks, for everyone, for listening into that. Um, quick shout-out to Luke. Go check out his work over on Twitter. Um, he's got a nice Substack, stack uh, little free subscription going on, doing a little writing. 
Um, I think he's doing an excellent job and putting all his thoughts out. So go show him some support and, uh, you know, tell him that uh, Brandon sent you and that you're really enjoying his reading as well and his uh, and his thought process. So definitely shout out to Luke for for bringing Caleb on. But we're going to keep this uh, episode going and we're going to go start first with a little housekeeping and then we'll move into the Big Fish Small Pond. So, of course, you can find all our stuff over at campustocan.com. Of course, we do have the CFF Guide coming out. I believe if you listen to this, it'll be tomorrow, June 1st. So, please go check that out. Um, and then uh, we got all the other stuff going on. We'll have articles still going out through in the summer. Uh, updates to the guide still ongoing. And that'll be, uh, you know, as you're going through the season and things like that. So, please go check that out. Like I said, all the guys that you can find that you love over there at Campus of Can. So, we'll go check us out. And, of course, got a mission home field apparel for any of the college football fans out there. Use the promo code CAMPUS2CANTON to save 15% off on any of your favorite retro and vintage looks on there as well. Plenty to go around. I love the small schools that they even have on there as well. Whether you're um, football or basketball, you know, it's always good to go stock up and get ready for the season. So definitely go check them out. All right. We're going to move into the Big Fish Small Pond. And this one... I think at this point, people have kind of already heard about him, but, um, you know, I've only recently found him out, so maybe I'm behind the times in the curve, but I wanted to bring him up because I feel like it's a sure shot that he's going to have some production right away. That is Mr. Vaughn Blue. Um, he's an on-three consensus 84.00. He's a three-star prospect, and he is heading to Liberty. Yes, a second Liberty player that we're going to talk about here in the Big Fish Small Ponds segment. So Blue came in as a 5'10", 180-pound running back from Oceanside Collegiate Academy in Mount Pleasant. Of course, he's from South Carolina. Uh, he's currently now 5'11", 195 there at Liberty. So he's already been there earlier for the spring. He graduated early from high school, so then he can attend college faster. So he was there in the springtime. And he's already enrolled and already during, turned some heads in, during the spring. And, of course, the spring game, he was able to – kind of show out a little bit, which is great. Um, he originally uh, committed to Charlotte, but he decommitted from the 49ers following the coach change, which if you want to read about that coach change, I did actually did that profile for um, the guide. So go check out the Charlotte one and see about the running back we talked about a few weeks ago, Mr. Jerrell Robinson, the small world, right? So now he's at Charlotte. And this pushes Von Blue over here to Liberty, but he also had offers from Coastal Carolina. Of course, that makes sense with Coach Chadwell. And then Western Kentucky as well. So he did have some really good um, offers as far as P5, but um, but he had several FCS schools as well. So Blue is the first running back from high school to commit to Liberty since the previous head coach of Hugh Freeze. So he is the first one since, uh, you know, the, the swap over. And pretty much he said, um, you know, talking to the Sea of Red, um, which is, I believe, the sidelines report there for Liberty. He said he knows uh, – I know football and I know what I'm do with my life. He said to enroll happy. He's happy to come in early and start working on his dream a little earlier than others and start getting acclimated to college atmosphere, game speed, getting in the playbook and learning as quickly as possible, which I think he's accomplished that already. Uh, his position coach there for the running backs, Music Island, I, or Newland Isaac, has already taken notice of him and his hard work. Uh, he actually said that Vaughn is probably the hardest worker in the room, probably one of the hardest workers he's been around, which is a great compliment for your running backs coach. He says every rep for him is like a game rep, so he doesn't take anything um, you know, lightly. Everything is hands-on, which I think is pretty important for him as well. He's nonstop every single play. He's wide open every single day, so it looks like Vaughn has quite a lot of energy and, and, and stuff that he can kind of give. He's very sharp. He's very bright. He's on top of everything. He puts in the time. So I'm sure Vaughn's one of those guys where he's one of the first ones in, one of the first ones out at the position, which I think is awesome. 
Um, in addition to blue, the Liberty has uh, has a brand new uh, running back room. Of course, Diddy Hunter uh, transfers out. Uh, he was a little banged up, so he didn't even get to play in the spring game. That opened up wide open here for Mr. Von Blue to kind of have his way, especially because um, they did add the Wake Forest transfer, Quinn Cooley, who's considered to be the 1B or the the other guy that will probably get the look after Von Blue. And then also the Arkansas transfer, James Jointer. Both of them guys have been banged up during the spring, so Von Blue's had this running back room wide open for him to kind of kind of cement himself as the early leader for this guy as well. So. Despite being the youngest at the position, Blue has uh, not used his youth as a crutch to any uh, ease at all. He's quickly caught everyone's attention, including Coach Chadwell, uh, Chadwell, who did recruit him some at Coastal Carolina. Of course, when Chadwell made the jump over to Liberty, he immediately called Blue and got him to commit. So I thought that was a pretty awesome option that he continued to talk to him on a weekly basis. And regardless if Coach Chadwell moved to a different location, he didn't not think about Von Blue. So he brought him over as well, too. Um, Blue says that he's a bit of a receiving back with a shifty back. Uh, he's at a more of a one cut go type of guy. I like to go out in the open field or up in the middle, make one cut and see how many yards I can get. Um, he's, he thinks he's got excellent hands. So we're going to see if that gets put to the test. And he said he can catch a football very well in space and make a play. So he could be a receiving option out of the backfield. He can also do things like run up the middle, run out on the side. So he's not going to be just a, uh, one-dimensional type of running back. It sounds like he's got a lot, you know, to offer as well. Of course, we talked about his offers, Liberty, Charlotte, uh, Coastal Carolina, Western Kentucky, which all are G5, but still, um, I think when it comes down to the battle, I think we're probably going to look at in Conference USA, like Western Kentucky versus Liberty. I think that's a matchup I think we're going to probably start looking at here pretty soon as far as an option. So definitely think that we should be looking at Von Blue. Um, in the recent dynasty draft, he did go round four, pick four. So he was definitely highly coveted. Um, so it sounds like people are taking him even over guys like the guys we talked about last week in the big 10, even some of these guys that like Cabana and those, um, uh, those players that we talked about are like eighth or ninth round that you might have to wait a few uh, years on. Whereas Von Blue is considered to be one of those type of, uh, running backs that you can get fairly decent in the first few rounds of the of a supplemental in, in our freshman draft, but he's also a guy that is going to lead the backfield, which is good because we saw a lot of success from Day-Day Hunter. I know this is a new system, but if you think about it, Coastal Carolina is really big about, you know, highlighting usually one running back, but also has like a secondary back that they use to kind of do that. So if Vaughn can catch and he can run, he might be able to take a full three down roll, which is pretty awesome. So he might wind up leaving those other two transfers in the dust, especially if they can't get healthy here by the summertime and compete for those reps and stuff like that. So go check out Von Blue. I think he would be worth the investment. And uh, if you're in a draft or you have one coming up, please put him in your queue because I think he's a guy that can start uh, day one, which I think would be pretty important. So definitely go do that as well. All right, guys. So I want to thank you again for listening. Uh, once again, thanks for um, Mr. Mr. Champ, we like to call him Mr. Caleb Hampton for joining us on the pod to have an interview as well. And once again, thank you to Luke for helping us bring him on as well. Um, don't forget that we have every episode every Friday. We'll be back to the conferences, I think. If not, we might have like one more episode, uh, a little bit separate than our normal conference stuff. But if not, we'll get right back to it. And I think we'll be going with the Big 12. So you might have some guesses who we might have as a guest. So we'll wait and see. Once again, go check out the CFF guide. It drops tomorrow. Only $20, or if you're an NIL 10 member there at Campus to Canton, it should be in your email, so go check that out. Definitely excited for you guys to, to read up on that and kind of see what we got going. I think it's going to be really awesome. So please go check that out, and we'll see you in the next episode. Peace.